Football-loving maniacs, Three Honest Lads are back once again. Brought you a secondary option, and by it could be the first, it could be the second. You've got to figure out what order you want to listen to it in. Had the opportunity with Antoine Opino, had the opportunity with Sean Tosh, over 162 appearances in the USL Championship. There have been championships, there has been the one runner-up, but the most important question for me is, only four goals, when are you going to make a run at the Golden Boot? Most importantly, how are you, my friend? Doing well. You know, I've... Uh... <laughs> I've been consistent with my goal scoring. It's been it's been like one a year. Last year I had two because I had one in the Open Cup, but it's been a steady one a season. Um, you know, you, you know, I'm thinking that the water is pushing up against the floodgates, and at some point they're just gonna, you know they're gonna break, and it's gonna be a rush of goals. What's more likely to happen? You convincing Hack and Danny to move you up higher, maybe play the ten, or that you know you play with two forwards and you play next to Cam, or as I've heard regularly. Oscar getting to play as the attacking midfielder. <laughs> uh, well, I think Oscar playing attacking mid, we all can agree, is last resort. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, put, me, let's put me up top. I, was, uh, I played my last two years of high school in Illinois. I played forward. And uh, I think I had uh, I think around 34 goals in my two years of high school soccer at forward. So... I mean, the goal-scoring ability is there. I'm just not getting the opportunities. That's the guys up there are getting. You know, you would think with all of the knowledge that your, your coaching staff possesses that they would have recognized the hidden gem that is the scoring prowess of Sean Tosh right now. But I guess Cam does get in the way, right? Well, I mean, you have to, you have to think about, you know, giving them a ton of credit then. You know, if, if we're not putting me up there, then, you know, how great is the decision-making? They've done a really good job, and, you know, Cam obviously has been scoring goals his whole time here, and, you know, I'm just, I'm just really happy to be a part of a, such a good, good group of guys, and uh, it, really, it really makes the game fun. Sean, you've had the opportunity, and, and we'll get into this in a second, but you've had the opportunity to be around a lot of successful players, clubs, and coaches. Is there a difference in this group compared to years past, whether with Louisville or with the Rhinos? I mean, every group's going to be a little different, you know. Even in years past, you know, we might have had a little bit less turnover from year to year. Um, but, it, you know, it's, it's slightly different every year. And there's different pieces, you know, overall, you know, the mentality. And, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the really big thing. But that always is, you know, it's not going to be exactly the same year to year. And, you know, that's something I'm sure, you know, Anton probably spoke on it. Anyone you've spoke to about our club is, you know, really mentality, attitude, those are the biggest things that we feel, um, you know, drive our club. And, you know, that's really, that's really, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to pinpoint that at times, you know, it's kind of, it's a bit of an abstract idea of, you know, exactly what the mentality is and what it means. So it can be kind of hard to pinpoint exactly what, what, what is different, you know, what's better, what, you know, needs work. Um, but really, I mean, it's just, a group of guys just laying it all on the line and, you know, not accepting anything else but the highs from each other and from ourselves. Sean, you've been a player where, whether it was under Bob Lilly, James O'Connor, and now John Hackworth, you've shown your versatility at a really high level. And I'm going to use the past year and a half as an example and just kind of pick your brain to see what it's been like for you firsthand. I think people are quick to forget that spring and summer last year that you know you were the six and you gave this team the ability though the attack was a little different you gave this team the ability 
spread the center backs wide. You drop down deep if need be. You'd still pull the strings left and right. You could send both outside backs. That looks a little different this year, especially with you being on the back line, but there's still a pivot there. You, Lexi, and Pat tend to allow Oscar to jump forward a little bit more, but there's still good balance on the right-hand side. What has that evolution been like for you as a player? Um, well, I mean, my, throughout my whole career, I've been, you know, kind of playing, playing around a lot of positions. Um, I mean, even back to my time in Rochester, I had, uh, you know, I, my first and second year, I was playing right and left backs and center backs, and then the six. I even moved up and played outside mid, and I played the 10 at one point under Bob. And so I, I really, uh, you know, just been kind of used to being a utility kind of guy, and, you know, whatever the team needs me is where I'll go. But it's been a really, really good thing for my career because I've been able to find the success in some other positions, but allowing myself to play in some of those other spots, you know, have made me a little more comfortable in some tighter positions or if I get a little higher up the field or, um, you know, some of these scenarios where, you know, a six might be, you know, dealing with players coming all around them as opposed to like a traditional center back where everything's in front of you. Um, so that's really been helpful for myself because it allows me more comfortable on the ball, allows to keep it more, switch it more, you know, play through the lines more, take my space if I need to. You know, there's all kinds of different uh, tools that it's kind of equipped me with that, are, are helpful for the way we play and for a center back in the modern game. Well, let's talk about the crew on the back line right now. When Oscar's healthy, it's always him, and it's preferably, or I should say preferred, on the left-hand side. Pat took that role over last year, and again, when he's healthy, has pretty much run with it. Lexi's your running mate back there. I think there were questions coming in. Could it be Wes? Could it be Jimmy? What exactly this entire thing was going to look like? Just talk to me about the relationship between the back four and what it's like there for you guys. Um, well, we we found a real good groove, and even before, um, you know, we it was me and Lex. There was a stretch of games where uh, Wes and I was were playing, and we we found a good stride. And then, um, you know, it really it's just been a thing of of you know guys knowing that you know when you do get in the lineup, it's your chance to earn your spot, and then you know once you earn it, you got to keep it. And I mean, it's really really not resting on the fact that, all right, this is what it's going to always be because, you know, that's something we pride ourselves on is the competition piece. And it's like if if you just think that this is your spot no matter what you do, no matter what your effort is in training or games, you know, that that affects our team and affects that, that the mentality aspect that we talk about. And so really having multiple guys who can play the position, you know, help help keep you honest on the field and keep your work rate high and, know that you can't just, you know, rest on past success to keep you in the lineup. Speaking with Sean Tosh, this year, or I should say currently right now, center back for John Hackworth and co. for Louisville City FC. Sean, talking about the game against St. Louis FC, obviously you guys win 2-0. You grab the second one at the tail end of it. Um, Lancaster scored in, I think it was the 19th minute, but just talk to me about the tempo of the game, what the atmosphere was like, and what the matchup overall was like in terms of workload? Um, well, you get to the team that just like, they like to fight. You know, they really, they had, I think it was one of their better performances we've seen out of them, you know, throughout the whole year. They had some real um, solid ideas of what they were trying to do, um, where I think there might have been some games early in the season um, where they didn't know exactly how they wanted to attack us or what exactly they were trying to do. And we were able to dictate, you know, the entire game, where that game was a lot more challenging as a defender because 
they were trying to spread Alexi and I out, and they were trying to, you know, do work on these, this, you know, couple kind of movements that they had, and, you know, we had to kind of figure out some things throughout the first half, and, um, you know, we kind of got caught, caught by surprise, and, you know, kind of got pulled apart a bit more than we wanted on, uh, what led to that penalty kick in the 11th minute, um, but it's really helped that, you know, we, we've been solid in limiting chances, but then when we have given up chances, Ben's been huge in goal and, you know, has made the saves that he's had to make. I heard almost the exact same thing for Antoine, and I said to him, I said, yeah, you know, with all the names and, and the storied traditions of Louisville City, I think Ben sometimes gets lost in translation for how good he is and some of the big saves that he makes. So I'm right there with you on that one, bud. I'm curious because I want to track back to the Pittsburgh game. Just one question about it. Both asking John Hackworth, asking Danny Cruz, and I was, I've was i been on both of your guys' playoff games. I made comments on air as well. You know, Bob Lilly decided to go with Albert Dequa. Did you think that the matchup, in your opinion, was more difficult with the strikers against St. Louis compared to Pittsburgh? Um, well, I think that, that – St. Louis had a little bit better idea of how they were going to attack us. Yeah. So that allowed, allowed St. Louis's forwards to be a little bit more dynamic. But I also think that if you look at the way that St. Louis attacks, they also, I mean, you could see that they were really intentional about throwing lots of numbers in a box. So it was like, yep. it, makes it, it makes it more difficult when the, the forwards, their forwards have all that additional help and extra runs. I think it frees up those forwards to, you know, potentially get on the end of a ball to get a look because I think we we did well we did really well against uh, Pittsburgh stri- strikers, but for the most part we were just like, you know, even matched up and it, we the wide and forward players made a really good job of you know making the crosses predictable and where they were coming and when they were coming in and we were able to uh, for the most part you know. Beat, beat the strikers to the spots where the crosses were coming in, where St. Louis were really throwing in some extra numbers. They had one chance where their wing back came sprinting across. You could see him coming in and get a little back heel. And it's just like, you know, when they throw that many numbers in the box, it makes it, uh, it, makes it challenging trying to, you know, mark up and who's got who. And um, that was, I mean, that was a definite uh, difference in, in the two matchups. Let's look at the matchup against Tampa Bay Rowdies that you guys will face in the Eastern Conference Final this weekend. A lot of speed on the wings. You look at guys like Gwenzadi up top, Juan Tejada, the youngster, second-year pro, who's done well in that uh, partnership. Sometimes they drop down into the pocket. I think their midfield shape is something that you will probably hear me talk about a lot on air, and we'll get to that. But in your eyes, um, what's kind of been the focus uh, on the matchup with their front unit and what it's going to be like defensively for you guys? You know... Uh, a big thing is just um, approaching the games in a similar similar style and knowing that all right it might be it might be a cagey edgy kind of first bit of the game but we really have to get into how we want to play and move the ball how we want to and get the movement that we've you know that teams have had to deal with and that we've enjoyed because um, you know we can't just Against these teams, if you know, you just end up playing long, long balls and just fighting for second balls the whole game and just make it a track meet back and forth. It's really, it really turns the game into more of a coin flip than we'd want. Where, no matter how the game's going, we really have to 
really have to get into our style of play and work on the principles that we're working on this week because that's that's who our identity's been. That you know, no matter how tough some of these games have gotten and we've had to grind it out, you still see th- these moments of you know great build-up play and you know finding the open spaces and making runs for each other. So I think that's real. That's a real uh, priority of ours is that you know we stay true to who we are and that we know um, that no matter how the game's going, that we have to play the way that we want we. We know we can't. We're capable of, and you know that's why we've been successful in years past and this year. Sean, though, and you kind of alluded to it before that there's not a lot of turnover, or I shouldn't say that there's not as much turnover as you've seen in years past. I want to read something to you, and though I'm probably sure you're aware of the statistics, I just want to get your reaction for the fans on what it's like to have had the success that you've personally had with or without some of these guys. 2015, you win the championship with Bob Lilly and the Rochester Rhinos. You, of course, win back-to-back championships in 2017 and 18. You fall just short in 19 last year. Overall, your personal playoff record, you're 15-2-0. And unlike the statisticians out there, I'm giving the PK wins to you. What does that mean, 15-2-0, three stars, and the one runner-up? When you hear that, what do you feel? Uh, I mean, it's definitely a sense of pride, but I know that uh, – um, you know, we're capable of more with the group we have this year, but also, um, you know, looking at years past, I'm just, I'm definitely thankful for being a part of some great teams because, you know, I, uh, I don't necessarily, you know, look at it back at any of those years and think, you know, this happened because of me, you know, this happened because I was part of some brilliant teams. That's why, that's why I'm capable of, you know, winning as much as I have is, I've been really fortunate to be a part of some really good locker rooms and some really, really skilled teams and uh, really, really close groups of guys that, you know, no matter what, you have each other's backs. And, you know, those, those are really what you, you know, I remember from some of those teams and being able to be with the guys and know that no matter whether it was on the field or off the field, that uh, you had your teammates back and, you know, you were going to get back. And, you know, when you see – when you see strikers, like you see a guy like Cam track all the way back into our box on transitions, or uh, you know, guys that are coming on, the, coming off, the, coming off uh, the bench and impacting the game, and not worried about you know they're not a starter, they're coming off, they're coming on the field and making an impact. Those are all things that it really it makes me think of, and that even when we won in 2018, you know, my role is, my role has been different in each of the years. Um, 2018, I was like one of the first subs off the bench, and I wasn't a starter for um, that playoff run, but I still had an impact. And you know, it's just been a lot of uh, different challenges that have been thrown my way. And I think it's really led me to be more of a, a steady figure and um, more consistent performing um, this year. Sean, last one, buddy. Uh, I think given 2020 and, and all the time that we thought we might have, we might not have, things changed a little bit. One of the shining lights for me was the opportunity to catch you and then-girlfriend, now-fiancé, congratulations again, by the way, in action on social media. True or false, you're the best dancer and have the best social media account in that entire locker room. You know, the the guys on the team try to roast me. You know, we there's a uh, – <laughs> you know, it's a – Especially, you know, first coming out of the quarantine, you know, I'm, I'm someone who gets, you know, my fair share of, uh, more than my fair share, I would say, of slack 
Um, but you know, what I what I and uh, my now fiance Asia um, do, we just you know try to do and have some fun and you know try to connect with fans in a unique in unique unique ways because you know I feel like um, as players you you everyone thinks that um, you kind of get locked into this thing like connecting with fans that's like you know we won oh great result three points thanks the fans or hey, uh, you know, tough result, thanks for all the support, guys. When really, you know, I want to share insight to, like, who I am as a person and me being, like, you know, goofy, fun-loving guy who's, you know, uh, really likes the city of Louisville and likes to go golf and try new restaurants and do all these things and travel. So that's really been the focus with that is that, you know, try to show insight to who I am because I think that's one thing that a lot of fans, you know, want to see and um, don't necessarily get an opportunity to because, uh, you know, players try to kind of keep on this, like, persona of the professional player on the field when, you know, we're all just people out here having fun too, you know? Spawn on, brother. Couldn't have said it better. Really well done. I'll tell you what, man, you, uh, you can always think about it this way as well to shorten it. And though I thought that was really professionally put, you get another star this year, you get another ring, you put one on the pointer finger. Now you've got four out of five on the right hand set to go, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, <laughs> and then, you know, bringing it back, I got to think of the social media post that goes along with it, you know? Oh, that a boy. Yeah. You already got something but, that works. You're ahead of the game, man. But, but really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what this team is capable of. And well, we, it'll be a good, good matchup here on Saturday and, you know, Tampa has our respect, and we know that they're a team that fights, and, you know, they want to get payback after last year's playoff game versus them. And, um, but, you know, that's why uh, these games are so special is because of what's on the line and what's at stake. There you have it. Sean Tosh, Louisville City FC. You can follow him on Twitter, at Tope City. Sean, thank you very much, sir. Best of luck down the stretch, and you never know. A couple weeks, maybe we'll all be seeing each other soon. Yeah, maybe. All right, take care. Cheers, bud.